There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Tuesday, May 23rd. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Letterst, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we've got a real pager turner for you. From outdated to, wow, dated, some consumers are either still using or reconnecting with seemingly old school tech. Pagers are still buzzing. Flip phones won't hit the junkyard without a fight. We just can't shake nostalgic tech, and we'll get into that in a bit. But first, let's take a quick look at what else is happening in the world of business tech. Let's get crack lacking. All right, Rob, what are you looking at? So I'm looking at two different stories about one of our favorite subjects on this show, <laughs> JC, Meta. Mm. The first one, kind of an interesting and positive story. So WhatsApp is now going to allow message editing within 15 minutes of send time. Zuck shared an example edit, and it basically showed a change from beast of luck to best of luck, which is obviously more correct, but way less funny. <laughs> I think there will be a lot of edits to the word duck, because I feel like that pops up a lot when people are trying to use another four-letter word. Yes. I don't know if you use this in Gmail, but there's like an unsend button, and that was a game changer for me. It is a game changer, but it only lasts so long, and then it goes away. Oh, yeah. I think it's like 30 seconds. It's very quick. You need to be spot-checked. Checking that email and all over it to make the change, but it's definitely helped me out. I know. The other big meta story here. So the EU fined Meta $1.3 billion for transferring citizens' Facebook data to the US. It is the largest such fine yet, but experts don't really think it'll do that much because Meta has a lot of money. (laughs) And if we're looking at just a recent impact, the stock was up yesterday. So it doesn't really seem like this fine scared people too much. So I don't know. I don't know what this means, but a billion dollar slap on the wrist for Meta there. So what have you been seeing, JC? Yeah, so I've been following a bunch of interesting stories today. First one, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a real tough crowd the other day for Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslov's commencement speech at Boston University. Grads basically were chanting out, pay your writers in solidarity with the still striking Writers Guilds of America while he was speaking. Zaslov's having himself, honestly, a pretty wild week between that, Warner Bros. Discovery saying they'll conduct another round of layoffs this summer, and then today with the rebrand of HBO Max to just Max going live. Hey, BU and Emerson, two schools in Boston that I know have pretty solid media departments, so they probably have a lot of undergrads that are trying to be writers, so it doesn't yep. really surprise me a ton Does there. Not. I'm actually excited to see the Max transition, because I've got to watch the latest Succession episode tonight. So. See what it looks like. You'll let us know. Yeah, I'll report back. <laughs> Very nice. In other news, teens were already using Venmo, but now they can do so openly. A new parent-controlled service will allow 13 to 17-year-olds to send and receive money on Venmo. Teen accounts also come with a debit card. So there's one more thing parents and teens can fight about. Nice. Also, closing in on the end here, TikTok has sued Montana over its new law banning the app, a talk block, if you will. The lawsuit 
argues that the ban is an illegal suppression of free speech and that Montana doesn't have the ability to regulate such things on the basis of national security. And lastly, check out this wrist shot. Amazon's biometric payment technology has added a new capability, age verification services. So Amazon One creates a unique palm print for you and it pairs it with a credit card and then employs palm scanning devices at different points of purchase, which can now apparently include bars. So the company announced customers using Amazon One devices will be able to buy alcohol first at Coors Field, home of the Colorado Rockies, by scanning their palm. How about that? Crazy. I guess this is the end of, you know, having your ID when you go into a bar. Which, I mean, is kind of a bummer because I know some people that are over the age of 21 get a nice little thrill when people card them. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yes. (laughs) All right, let's get to today's main story. So, Rob, I was doing a bunch of research into the pager industry today. Love this. And I came across this old 90s ad. Uh, maybe you feel bad if I call that old, but old 90s <laughs> I don't feel bad, Lucy. I know I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> came across this old 90s ad from Motorola for its consumer pager. And it was just so absurd. For those of you listening who crave kind of these cringe 90s commercials with unforgivably forced punchlines. Today's your lucky day. Just listen to this dialogue for a second between a son who really wants a pager and his dad who he's asking for a pager. So the son says, dad, I want a pager. I'm never going to take it to school and your pages will always come first. And the dad says, you do that for me? Wow. Would you do something else for me though? shave. (laughs) Like that was the ad. It was such a weird ad. Amazing. I feel like all that 90s nostalgia is just like waiting for people to tap back in. There's like so much cringy stuff. It was a strange time. (laughs) I know. But hey, clearly good marketing if we're talking about it today, right? Exactly. Anyway, pagers are just one of a growing list of seemingly old school tech that people are either still just flat out using for a variety of reasons or are using for nostalgic reasons. And just to focus on pagers for a moment, because they are not something most people think about much anymore on a day-to-day basis. No. These one-way beeping communication devices, and they had their moments with teens, with business people, and with doctors, for sure. And I think it's safe to say they are past their prime. But the point here, and a point that was outlined in a recent Wall Street Journal piece is that they're not obsolete, not even close. Spock, this company that makes pagers and other communication technology for healthcare providers, for instance, says more than 800,000 of its pagers are still in use today in the US. That's down from 6.6 million in 2004, but still more than 800,000. It's not nothing. And for today's doctors, studies show phones have overtaken pager use, though There are still many who use pagers, and even I saw on TikTok, still are making a bunch of TikToks about their pagers and why they still use pagers and prefer to use pagers. And the journal, for instance, also focused on a bird watching group that uses pagers to communicate amongst each other. So, very interesting use cases. And by the way, Spock, this pager making company, its stock is up over 50% year to date. It says it helps staff at more than 2,000 hospitals send more than 100 million messages every month. And in the first quarter, among the company's 33.2 million in revenue, 18.5 million came from its paging business. So how about that? Crazy. So this is totally different, but I think like 
obviously the use cases that we're talking about here are like in the medical field, which I think there's a great reason for medical professionals, obviously, to use pagers. Certainly. I can't think about pagers without thinking about pay phones because I feel like you get the page <laughs> and then you go to a pay phone because it was before the time of cell phones. But one thing this reminds me of is the idea of kind of like moving backwards, like regressive tech as a way to kind of like fight digital addiction. Yeah. Have you heard of the light phone? It's like a minimalist cell phone. I've seen it once or twice. It's neat. It's a neat idea. Yeah. It basically like looks like a Kindle, like the screen kind of looks like a Kindle mm-hmm. and it's just like a very, very simple phone. I think you can listen to music on there. You can call. I think you can text. There's an alarm and there's a calculator or something like that. But really there's like none of the apps and stuff like that, that I feel like really pulls people in. Like there's no TikTok, there's no Instagram, yep. the stuff that has people glued to their phones all day. It's an interesting idea. And I don't know. When I think of pagers, I think of like the wire, which is not a use case that that we necessarily, we don't want a bunch of drug dealers running around with pagers again. That is a good use case. Yeah. I do feel like there's something to be said for kind of like this nostalgic tech as a way to fight the kind of digital immersion that we found ourselves in. And a bunch of doctors I was reading say that that's why they still prefer using it because it helps them focus, keeps their work separate from phones, which, you know, some doctors are communicating over their phones, but this some were saying helps keep things separate. Love it. And like I said, pagers are just one of these kind of old school gadgets still being used or brought back to life. In recent years, we've seen lots of different tech oldies return as consumer goodies. So, you know, I was looking earlier, Google search interest in disposable cameras was the highest it's ever been in 2022, far greater in 2022 than it was in 2004. Wow. And that's relative interest. So it says a lot. And, you know, Kodak is one of those companies you might have expected to go out of business years ago. And it turns out demand for 35 millimeter film has exploded. They've moved to 24 7 production. They've hired hundreds of people in recent years. Another instance, Samsung is out there pushing their Galaxy Z flip phones. So there we see another instance of this. And heck, we've done a deep dive on the resurgence of vinyl. So there's lots of different instances of this. I think the lessons here first, just keep holding on to that tech, that iPod shuffle and the nostalgia box under your bed. <laughs> uh, second, go watch some 90s and early thousands commercials. There's just something about those Betty Crocker ads that hit different. <laughs> <laughs> And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, which you can sign up for. You should sign up for at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have an awesome Tuesday. Catch you tomorrow. Go on, get out of here. Have a good day. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.